and we can't keep it on the DL. Hello and welcome back to Can't Keep It on the DL. Today, we are talking all things surgery, beauty standards, and the lies that we see in social media today. It is both an interesting and informative video that honestly may change your perspective of the things that you see on your screen and maybe even how you view yourself in comparison to those. Dana, who we interviewed today, has a very popular page called IG Famous by Dana that breaks down celebrities and influential people, mainly just people that you see in the spotlight. And she shows the surgeries, the work, the filler, the editing of photos that kind of goes on behind the scenes and creates the beauty standard that we see today. She exposes the truth as to what's going on beneath the surface and what's really happening. She is a body empowering and choice advocate in all things surgery, filler, and doing whatever it is to your face and your body that makes you feel good and happy and beautiful. But she also showcases a very important piece of the false perceived beauty standards that we have today. She's someone that I found years ago when Photoshop and Facetune really became a huge player on social media and she does incredible breakdowns on her her Instagram of people that you know and like and likely look up to in all things beauty. She has some great insight into the world of plastic surgery from somebody who works in it and partakes in it herself. Check out her page, it's linked below and enjoy this episode. It looks like it's working. Perfect. Awesome. So we are so glad to have you here. And I guess first, we just kind of want to start off with like, how did this all start for you? Like, IG Famous by Dana, like, where did that begin? Well, I was working in a med spa. I was actually the dietitian and over the wellness department, but I started doing a lot of the consultations because we quickly realized I had a really good eye for aesthetics and being able to describe procedures to the patients and understanding what the patients wanted. So just really quick, I'm sure you've even had a doctor in your life. They don't typically have really good like bedside manner. And there's just a lot of miscommunication. And anyway, so I was doing a lot of consultations like that. You know, what do they want? What are they looking for? Do they understand their options? That very first basic um, consultation. And people would say the wildest things to me, like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about this laser treatment, but then I read in this magazine or online or whatever, whatever, that I could just drink lemon water and it would, it would do that. It will clear this up or it'll fix this. And I'm like, you can't say that, you know, like a patient's in front of you and, and you're trying to educate them and you don't want to be rude. And they really honestly don't know. So, you know, the way that you respond to that is different, but then I would get on and be like, Oh my God, another celebrity lying about something. So now I'm seeing the effects, seeing someone come to me and say something completely not true. So it really started as a placed event. And um, I did not know people would respond to it as they did. Like it grew. It felt like overnight, like within weeks, it was at like 15,000 followers. And then it was at like 50,000 followers. Like a few months after that was insane. Insane growth. And yeah. when did that start? Because I don't even know. I remember I followed you and another page and it was something that I would send to my girlfriends just as like a sweet reminder that like, do not compare yourself to whatever you see for a multitude of reasons. But I, I honestly can't even remember when 
that started, but I feel like it's at least been years. Yes. So when did you actually start the page? So I started, um, I guess officially, like my very first post was January, 2018. Um, but I wasn't, I was not like regular with my posts. Like it would be maybe like weeks or months in between. And I would say that it truly, I was posting at least a few times a week by November of that year of 2018. So three to four years now. It feels longer, but you know, COVID and 2020 just feels like that's been a decade. So yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> it's literally insane. Um, so when it comes to the page itself, like what guided you here? Did you just start hearing so much feedback? Was there so much interest? Like what kind of prompted you to continue posting and posting the quality content that you do? Part of it is like stuff that I'm interested in, like whenever. And so it does definitely skew towards my taste. Like, so people are like, you post about the Kardashians a lot. Well, I have to hear about the Kardashians a lot. And I do genuinely like them as an idea. Like, I think they provide me endless sources of entertainment, mm -hmm. but it does skew that way because I feel like I see more of that. Um, people will ask me about maybe influencers that I've never heard of. And if I check them out and I'm like, Ooh, this is actually really interesting to me. I will post it. But sometimes it's like the same person over and over. Like it'll be like Ariana Grande. I get that like almost every day. Can you post Ariana Grande? I'm like, I have posted her, but at this point it's just not interesting to me. So I just don't. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's kind of guided by like what's going on current events, what people are asking for. But then at the end of the day, it's like, what am I the most excited or interested or curious about? And how does your post itself, how do they start? Like, you'll have an idea, you'll have somebody that says something, you'll have something in the media that's going on. And do you just go on like a frenzy and just look up photo and video after video? Like, how does that process look for you? Sometimes it's like that, especially when it's something like crazy. So I'll tell you about like when it wasn't failed. It's that I got into a frenzy and then I got really sidetracked by like work and real life. So I never got to post. Um, Larsa Pippen, who during, so part of it, the issue was that I was not watching Real Housewives of Miami, like on time, the way the rest of the Bravo universe was. So I was already behind a few episodes and then everyone was sending me clips of Larsa saying that like, she like got her nose and boobs done or something like that, but everything else is natural. And I was like, are you joking? Are you, are you kidding me? And I'm not there yet in the season. And now she's like on Instagram, like live posting pictures of her butt when she was like 16, which it's not that she ever didn't have a butt. It's just that now her butt is much bigger, <laughs> much lighter yeah. than it was. And I, I went down like a whole, like I was like, oh, I have all of these receipts. I'm so going to post this. And then I think other things happen, like more pertinent things in pop culture happened. And then I've been going through a lot of interviews for a job. So I'm like, I've toned down my page this past, this past month, which has been very difficult because mm -hmm. they do know my social media and I'm like trying to like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's sad that you have to like tamper your personality down a little bit, even though you would be such a great employee anyway. I mean, I've always had jobs and it's never like interfered. But I just had a lot going on and I never got to post it. But yes, definitely went down the rabbit hole. I was like, oh, Larsa, listen, baby, I have seen you for like 10 <laughs> years. I watched this first season. I knew when you and 
Kim were first becoming friends. I saw all of it. Mm -hmm. I have all the receipts and I went down that hole and then I didn't post. So what do you think motivates you most to post like the content that you do? Like, is it that there's so much like lying in the media and about surgeries and cosmetic procedures? Is it just like this deliverable of like, okay, every single person that you see in media is polished and they look nice and understanding that, you know, we are human beings and we all wake up and you don't have a full face of makeup and you're not perfect. And what is it that motivates you to post these things other than just interest alone? Okay. So it has definitely evolved and it's not the same from day to day, but it started out with, I realize there's a lot of misinformation. People don't know what these things are. They don't know what they can do. And it, there's just a lot going on because it's such a taboo topic that it's just misinformation. So it started out with, let's let people know what these procedures are, what they can do. And let's use celebrities because you can't use like a private person. You can't use their, and you don't want to, um, but you know, public figures and their pictures are accessible. Let's use that as examples of this is what these things can do. It started out like that. Then as I was posting these celebrities to show like, this is what a nose job looks like. This is what lip filler can look like. It can look this subtle or it can look this dramatic. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of people in the comments that were like, ew, this, am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh yes. yeah, you're good. Okay. They'd be like, oh, this fake ass bitch, like, ew, fake bitches, disgusting. And I was like, wait, no, 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 we're not shaming them for getting it done either. Like, wait, let's, let's like circle back. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is what can be done. And it's cool if you want to do it. It's cool if you don't want to do it. It doesn't mean that this person is any less beautiful because they did do it. Like natural is not even a thing. Like I hate that word. Dietitian me. I'm like, I hate the word natural food. There's no such thing as a natural food. Like all of that. Please keep that word away from me. And so it, it was that. And then now it's kind of, I feel like it's become a sense of community. And I feel like We've gone to where a lot of my followers in general, there's always, you know, the odd one out, but they're like really fun and interesting and supportive. And they say funny things and they talk about their experiences, what they've had done, what their friend has had done, like, you know, things like that. And so I think it just, it's evolved and it's different day to day. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's like more like normalizing it and then not lying about it is huge. Like if you get something done, it's like, I love that. It's like a confidence builder for the person, you know? And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> But going on your page, I was like, this is awesome and refreshing because even I, we moved up to California and before I went out there, I really had no idea, like not a clue. I didn't even know what you could do to your face. She's telling me about like cheek filler, this type yeah. of filler. And I'm like, all I really knew about was like nose jobs, lip filler. Like I didn't know much. Right. So it's really cool to like see that side because when you're on social media scrolling and you see everyone look so perfect, it's nice to see that like there actually are things happening in the background, you know? Right. And I will say, I don't think that people have to say what they've had done. Like, you know, I do because of the page that I have, but I think like a regular mm -hmm. person just walking around doesn't have to be like, Hey, I got Botox or yeah. someone commenting on their post, by the way, I got Botox. Like they don't have to, but I think that if you're in any position where you're selling any product, you're selling based on your looks, you have a huge platform where people are looking up to you for your looks or your skincare advice or whatever it is, I do think that you have to be open and transparent about that. You don't even have to say exactly what it is. You can just be like, look, yeah. I do things, I have things done. 
But it doesn't mean, because people will say this all the time. Oh, so I have to tell people that I had my boobs done. No, you don't. But if you start selling bras and you start <laughs> showing your boobs or a clothing line yeah. and, you're, and you're using your boobs to advertise it, yeah. It's a bit inauthentic. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. I think that's the root of it too is like when you see these public people that are saying they haven't done things, it then sets an unreal expectations of, what is natural? Like what is right. normal? What is something that you would just see on anyone? And then I think there's another layer, which is editing a photo on top mm -hmm. of everything else, on top of makeup and this and that. Then you're also putting into perspective like, okay, what does that tell someone? And I think you're so right. Like mm -hmm. the idea that you're selling a product is one of the biggest things. And we actually came from a small town. So there was way less of that, just way less. Like just by nature, by the nature of the town itself, like we didn't grow up much of it. We didn't see much of it. And I moved to LA first and then she moved shortly after me. And that's when I started to learn that these procedures were a thing. I mean, just right. didn't even know. There was zero exposure before. So Same. that seeing like what those things look like on social media, like this is what a nose job would look like. This is what lip filler looks like. This is what this looks like. And also the idea that like saying, oh, this is like what I was born with, but you know, the pictures don't match up. Probably they're not being fully transparent. Right. There's something else. If it's not surgery, they're doing something. Well, yeah. I'll tell you. So I'm originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, which is not like a big city, but it's not like a super small town. Mm -hmm. I had a nose job at 18. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's still like my nose is still very ethnic. Like it was really just like fixing a little bump, fixing the tip because my tip turned a little down and just fixing the tip a little bit. It was super subtle. When you mm -hmm. see my old pictures, like if I were a celebrity, I could genuinely say this is barely a difference because it really is barely a difference. I could theoretically lie and be like, oh, I just grew into my face. No, I didn't. I slimmed a bump down and turned my nose up a little bit from the side. Like it's just a little straighter from straight on. It looks exactly the same. You wouldn't know. And so I, I had had work done before I ever knew anything about anything else. And mm -hmm. I moved to Houston after grad school. I moved to Houston. I had just turned 25. And the only thing I knew about Botox was from movies that make fun of it, which is completely inaccurate. So I always think about in Cinderella story where um, the mom, the stepmom, I forgot her name. I love this actress, but oh, uh, no. Hillary Duff. I'm sorry. She's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. So Hillary Duff's stepmom and that goes, I'm really angry right now, but you can't even tell because I just got Botox and she's like smiling really big. She can't move her face. And that's totally not what Botox is. And it's not what Botox can do. Um, that's what I thought Botox was. And then I started working at this med spa and I'm like learning about Botox. So I was like, wait, what? Everything I know is wrong. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it took me being in the industry. And so it's kind of like, we don't talk about it. So people don't know. And for the people who are like us, like back in the day, right? Like we had no idea what anything was. What do you think is a good way to like kind of explain it? Just like in a short little short. Term. Oh, what Botox is? Yeah. So Botox, so Botox is, it's a neurotoxin, which means it freezes your muscles from moving. And it's only done in very specific areas. And it, it doesn't like bleed into your 
full face. Like it would take a lot of Botox to freeze your entire face. But when we put it in your forehead, for example, you can still have some movement, but it's preventing your muscles from moving too much. So it doesn't create wrinkles. It doesn't fill anything. It doesn't change like the shape of your forehead, like a filler would. All it does is it makes your skin less able to make wrinkles. And so it's smooth. That's all it is. And so I always thought it was kind of like a filler or, I mean, I didn't even know what fillers were. I, I had no idea. I just thought Botox like made your face puffy and frozen. And I had no idea. And that's not, that's not true at all. It's funny that you bring up the Cinderella story because that's what I used to think too. I'm like, oh, it's swollen and puffy. And like, I would never want that. And then you see right. people who get it done and it looks awesome. Cause it's like almost like that natural like, plum. Right. It's crazy. It's so funny too how it can, there can be so many misconceptions and how all the words are kind of just like jumbled together as like these are all surgeries or these are all procedures or everything's mm -hmm. filler and there's probably so much more that even you know her and I wouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things out there, um, which is insane. It's like crazy. And so for your post, what was the one that went viral first? Um. I don't know which one went the most viral. I know that the very first one that I was like, this is crazy. It was that Disney. I always forget her name because literally, so my sister is Gen Z kind of. She's like on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. I'm millennial, 32. Now she is just now 25. Um, oh my gosh. I cannot remember her name. She's like blonde, green eyed. Um she was in Disney movies or Disney shows. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I'm blanking on her. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Right. You're like, I know, I know this person. I know. Her. Well, so honestly, when my sister was like, you should do her, everyone's obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, who is that? <laughs> my sister will tell me I'm old all the time. So I'm like, okay. Really, thanks for reminding me. I'm not, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find her name. Oh my gosh. And That's crazy. Worry. I'm looking her up and she's not even like pulling up as like one of the, <laughs> the big ones. Oh my God. But you had a post come to her. Her. So what was the post? What so was the post it? was just her. So she, when she was on Disney, I mean, she was always a very cute, pretty girl. Um, but she had everything done like she had a brow lift her nose is very obvious lip filler like heavy lip filler um she slimmed down her jaw she gave herself higher cheekbones she has many implants she edits herself she's already very thin very very thin and edits herself even thinner and for whatever reason she was like one of those this was i mean before tiktok She's like one of the girls that all the little girls, and I say little because at the time I was like 27, mm -hmm. all the girls that were like 20 and younger, like mm -hmm. 15, 16, 17, 18, like maybe into college were like, this is who I want to look like. She's so natural. And she was the opposite. Of, I hate wow. the word natural, but the opposite. Like she'd had everything done. So I posted about it and it was like my very first post that got like 20,000 likes at the time when I had like. 50,000 followers, you know, like, you know, that is an insane mm -hmm. percentage. I mean, it wasn't all my followers, obviously, like it just went viral. And I was like, oh my God. So um, listen to Gen Z is also the takeaway from, from this. Yeah, exactly. They gave you something that you just took it, ran yeah. with it, 
what is your views and your opinions on editing? Um, I think that there's definitely like some, like a place for editing. I feel like if it's okay. So when you take a picture, there's like a way that you look and then like in the picture, it might look different. Like, um, basically maybe like the angle it's making you look a little bit wider than you would. And this is like, if you are really like that, it's really important and you can't just like retake a picture or, or if you're not okay with it, or if you're really uncomfortable with showing things like your acne, like that is very hard. That is something that's very like difficult for people. If you're, if you want to edit out your acne, like sure. If you are giving yourself an entirely different face, if you're giving yourself like a waist that's, physically impossible to have like where are your organs <laughs> like why like what yeah, is what the point like? you know i personally like i either don't at all or i'll say like i felt really gross today so i'm using this not it's like things called natural face filter that smooths down my acne like right now i currently have like a breakout right here so if i were and i was like i'm just i'm not feeling okay about this i leave it to where it shows that i have a filter and i say like using a filter, I felt this way about myself. And this is what makes me feel better about posting it. I feel like that's all you have to do if, and that's, if you have a platform, if you're a regular person and you want to edit out your acne, go for it. Like whiten your teeth. Sure. If it makes you unrecognizable, if someone is seeing you in person and seeing your picture and they're like, who's that? Yeah, I, mean, I literally think that that's so insane. Like, when you see somebody that you know doesn't look like that and not better or worse it's never better or worse it's just like they physically do not look like that whether it's their body or their face or even their eyes their teeth whatever it is you're like that doesn't even look like you and it's so yes. funny we talk about like the reason we have this podcast is because we don't stop talking we talk about so <laughs> many different topics no let's do it like i have been so passionate about over the years is like at the end of the day, you are you. So it's like, whether you're editing or you're changing your face cosmetically or whatever the case may be, you are you and you look the way that you look. And like, right. you have to be confident in that regardless of what you're doing. Like you will walk out into the world and look exactly as you look right now, whether you have 100%. makeup on or not, whether you have a good outfit on or not, whether you're feeling <laughs> confident or not, like you are you. And that is like, the truth. And like, I have found so much peace in that because I just feel like it brings a sense of like neutral energy to something that's so positive and negative and back and forth, like what's right and what's wrong and how you should look or how you should feel. It's like, you are you at the end of the day. And like, you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up in this skin and this face and this body, and you are going to choose to love it or hate it. And right. I think that going forward, like, especially when we're talking about, you know, editing to be something that you are just not, it's like, at the end of the day, like, you are your imperfections, but you are also your like, most beautiful trait, like, mm -hmm. the things that you love about you, the things that other people love about you, the things that make you uniquely you, are you like, you get to have those things forever. I agree. And I, I want to give two different viewpoints, because the first, my personal viewpoint is I 100% agree with you. And to me, I've always been like, wouldn't it be way more embarrassing that people you know, are looking at your pictures and are like, Oh, that is not 
that is not Dana. I yeah. saw her. This is why is she making her eyes blue? Her eyes are definitely brown. This is yep. like it's embarrassing, right? Like, and you don't ever want to be like, oh, you look hey. better in your pictures than you do in real life. Like, this is embarrassing. That's how I've always felt. And it's like, you mm -hmm. have to know that this is what you look like. This is the face that you put out to the world. And you, besides the fact that I think everyone has something attractive about them, like you need to be okay with this is how you are presenting. And none of that is real. So any mm -hmm. likes or any like positive reinforcement you're getting from that is only going to ultimately make you feel worse because you're going to look in the mirror and be like, people like that, they don't like this. When they genuinely would like that if you gave them the opportunity to like that, right? Mm -hmm. so that's my personal viewpoint. But people will say, then why do these slips do it? Like, why do they do that when they know that we have seen their pictures or we see their paparazzi pictures and they don't look like that? And the best guess, and I think this is a really good guess, is that they have 25 million followers, 25 million people seeing what they want them to see. Most of those people are never going to see them in real life. So mm -hmm. most of those people are never going to be like, like if I was presenting myself, I had 25 million followers and I made my eyes blue. 25 million people minus the handful, like how many people do I know in real life? Like a few hundred, maybe. I think it was like the average person really knows maybe 500 people. 500 out of 25 million know that my eyes are naturally brown. And then the other of the 25 million are seeing blue. Like, mm -hmm. That percentage is huge. Like I could really continue this like charade for like however long and it and it feel real to me and it feel real to 25 million people. I'm not saying it's right, but I think that's why they do it is because they have way more of a reach and impact online than they do in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it starts I think it starts to really fuck with their heads though. Because mm -hmm. right. like imagine it doesn't matter if you're like a huge celebrity or you're literally just like posting for the people that you know if you did do something like that like changed your eyes or something like that and everybody starts complimenting your eyes that's not real mm -hmm. and then that just fuels the insecurity mm -hmm. more like exactly. you have this itch you had this insecurity that you're like oh i need to change the way that my eyes look or my teeth or whatever then people compliment the changed version of that mm -hmm. and that just like reinforces the idea that like oh my eyes aren't enough or my teeth aren't enough or like exactly. i'm not enough unless i change this thing and i'm only worthy of these compliments if i change this thing exactly and it goes back to like what you both just said like it really becomes your new identity like it's social media but that's now your identity so even like i would rather someone come up to me and be like oh my god you look so much better in person in your pictures mm -hmm. opposed to reverse but i feel like people are able to hide on social way more now so like they just feel it. And then when they see people, people are a little shocked, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I live in, I know you guys get this if you're living in LA, but living in Houston, there's so many people like famous and kind of famous, like they're influencers. And I see them in real life and I'm like, no way that is. And I'm like looking at them like, that's, that's her. I think that's yeah. wow. It's insane. <sighs> I knew she was familiar, but I couldn't put it together because it's actually very different in real life. And this threw me for a curveball. And this was like recent, honestly. I knew you could edit, facetune, kind of like change things. I had no idea you could do it in a video. Mm -hmm. And I saw one go viral and I was shocked because of how real it looked. And I think that's so important for people to know because like 
even people who are, you know, trying to kill it in the gym or they're just trying to like better their bodies and like feel good about themselves. And they look at all these people and they're just editing it. You know, it puts such a high standard on yourself that like, I right. think more people need to know, like, it's okay to have a role. It's okay to like have like all yeah. these things, you know, like cellulite, is. like it's normal parts of your body that we right. make not normal because we never see it on social. Mm-hmm. So like pages like yours are amazing because I think like she sends them to me all the time and I'm like, I, I needed that today. Thank you. You know, yeah. cause you're always, <laughs> yeah. It's comforting to know that a lot of it's edited. A lot of it mm-hmm. is some kind of procedure. And a lot of it is just like, they took a great photo when they were feeling good, when they had good lighting, but they are just as human as you are. Mm-hmm. Even if you do not see that, like you said, you're like, what are the chances that you see this person in person in real life? Like, they are a human being. They look just like you in some way, shape or form. And it was so funny because another guy that's coming on our podcast, he's from Mind Pump. And he was talking about the statistic, like about having abs, something to do with that. They were like, in social media, you see abs everywhere. Everyone has abs. He's like, you are more likely to meet a millionaire than you are to meet somebody that has a six pack. And He was like, if I have a crowded gym, it is likely that one person has like noticeable six pack. pack. And you just kind of sit there and you think you're like, wow, from all the things that I'm seeing, that's so opposite. Like you're Mm -hmm. so used to seeing. And I think that this is important too. Like there's so many different desired body types. And I think that sometimes whether it's TikTok or Instagram, you kind of get your own niche. Like- I always think of it like this, right? There's the people that love like the Kardashian look. And then there's people that love like the Jennifer Aniston look and they're different. And like those people are going to like all the people that look similar to them, whether it's a body type or if it's a face type or whatever it is, like you are going to find that because that is what the algorithm's putting in front of you. And you're going to think that that's the whole world, but it's a very, very small percentage of the entirety of all of the people that are on social media. Right. But what's crazy is, is that back when like I was younger, a lot of, I mean, they obviously photoshopped, do not get me wrong. They a hundred percent photoshopped people, Mm -hmm. but not the way that they like that people can do themselves now. And back then we were presented with bodies that were totally not accessible in any way. And it's not because they're not quote real, but because everybody's body's different. Like I, I remember growing up reading magazine articles about Jennifer Aniston doing Pilates and only eating like grilled chicken breasts and broccoli. And this is what she looks like. I could have done that till like the cows came home and I still would never look like her. Right. Like there's no way I don't have that body type. And so it's not accessible because of that. Right. Or even you want to get into like eating disorders and starvation or whatever, like, oh, you'd have to go really unhealthy to get this type of body. And even then you don't have the body type for it. The body types now, and I agree with you that there are different ones depending on the niche, but it seems like a lot of them are the very small, flat, maybe muscular, whatever it is that you're into, but the very small midsection and then something going on in the butt, whether it's giant butt, wide hips, a nice round butt, something is happening there, right? And it's just very rare. And if you didn't already have it before, like if you didn't already have the body type where you have a butt, you build muscle and hold fat in your butt, 
there's nothing you can do to have simultaneously a flat, tiny waist and a giant round butt. Like it's just not. And it's like so hard because people are like, oh, if you work out, so-and-so does it. And I'm like looking at so-and-so and they're obviously done or edited. And I'm like, oh my God, even your comparison is like not real. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll be, well, I know this person, well, that person always looked like that when they were bigger, their body was like that. When they lost weight and firmed up, they looked like that. It's not like they had this body type and just completely switched over. And it's just like so frustrating as someone with a biochem background and, and nutrition masters, like talking about it from the science and then talking about it from the aesthetics and the surgery, like it's impossible. You're, you're never going to lose the weight where you want it and make it go somewhere else. It's physically impossible for most people to have abs and then a fat, but it just doesn't work. And it's so frustrating. I know I'm ranting now, but for me, it's so the truth. Like even the mm -hmm. idea of like, you have a body type. I believe that like, really good whole food nutrition with some kind of workout regime, whatever that looks like, whether it's like weightlifting or Pilates or walking or boxing, whatever you like doing phenomenal. I believe that that can transform your body. Like just like we mm -hmm. talked about with your face, like your body's your body. You're going to have two, three, four, five, ten 10 things. I don't know. It depends that you love about your body. That is like something that other people always compliment you and like, Oh, right. you have great hips or you have a great butt or you have phenomenal arms. Like, I think it's important to remember that you don't get everything. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> I always explain this, like for, for face stuff, right? Like if you love somebody's lips or you love their eyebrows or you love their hair or whatever it is that you're like, that is so beautiful. Sometimes it's meant to be beautiful for someone else. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you are just not designed for that feature and it's like it's such an accepting place to be because you slowly but surely you're like oh my god i love that feature so much whether it's like a face feature or like something that's like body type related right you can say i love that feature so much i think it's so attractive i think it's so sexy i think it's so beautiful whatever it is mm -hmm. but it's not for me and that's okay like no, i have I my own things just like they have their own things right well, I was going to say, all right, this will make me think of, um, this was also a magazine article. So I'm in middle school thinking about this because I'd wanted my nose done forever. Like I just had this, what I felt was like this huge Arab nose, like looking back, it really wasn't, but that's how I felt because I was in Tennessee and I was just around, everyone around me was like white or black. That was it there. Like there wasn't really a lot of other races, um, at least at my school. And I just felt like I just had this like crazy set of features that just didn't match either. And it just didn't work. And I remember reading this magazine article and it was like, oh, all the most requested facial features. And it was like Angelina Jolie's lips. And it was like maybe Gwyneth Paltrow's nose. I like, all, like it took all these celebrities and they did a guy and a girl. And then they did a composite like sketch of it. And that person was very unattractive, like mm -hmm. very average and unattractive looking. Like just imagine like Angelina Jolie's like giant lips with Gwyneth Paltrow's like teeny tiny nose. And then someone's like really arched eyebrows. Like it looked mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. And the I point of the article was like, you can't like nitpick a feature. And I was like, oh my God, you really can't. 
it doesn't look good together. I couldn't agree more. I think that's like a huge piece too. Like you don't want to like look at somebody else and be like, oh, I want all of those things. Like it's not like the grocery store. You're not like picking things out, putting them in your shopping cart and being like, I'm going <laughs> to throw all of this together. Like it's Mr. just not, not realistic. Saying like Mr. Potato Head where you can like pick whatever yeah. you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> I literally think that I've seen that. I don't know if it's that exact article, but I've definitely seen that. And then they put it all together and it's like, it kind of reinforces that idea that, you know, everybody has their beautiful features. Like Angelina Jolie has her lips, but her lips with everybody else's great features doesn't look so good. Like her own individual, like one, two, three unique features is what makes her beautiful. And that's also good because not everything has to be perfect for you to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. It actually is more likely to be beautiful if things are not perfect than perfect. Like if everything's perfectly symmetrical and perfect, that's where you get um, like the law of averages where everyone will agree that you're attractive, but no one will believe that you're exceptionally attractive. Like you're just in the middle, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but everyone thinks you're attractive, but no one thinks you're like exceptionally attractive because there's nothing that stands out to anybody. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. It's true though. And there was, I don't know what it was online. I think we saw it on Instagram and it was like, it would show your face design and it would kind of like frame different ways if you were to look a certain way. And it's crazy to see like, usually how your face is framed is what it should look like. You know, like there might be minor touches that like are going to make you feel more confident or like things like that. But like when you try to go totally on your face, it usually doesn't work. Yes. And it also even looks bad with surgery because there's only so much you can do with injections or surgery. Mm -hmm. So the idea that I'm always like trying to tell people, like, don't try to change your feature or look like someone else's features. Just tweak what it is that you don't like. Like, I didn't like that my nose turned down a little bit. I felt like it just really didn't suit me. So I got that like, just, it doesn't turn up. It just doesn't turn down anymore. Just Mm -hmm. the same nose from the front, but a little bit different. My lips are the same shape. It's just that one side was a little bit smaller than the other. Now it's more symmetrical, same shape, a little bit more full. Things like that, I think, is like where it's really hard to show on my Instagram when I see celebrities who have done that. A really great example would actually be Zendaya Mm -hmm. has had work done, but it's very... It's not even subtle. Like If you work in the industry, it's obvious. But because it's like, oh, she just lifted this a tiny bit. She just filled this a little bit. She just got rid of this Mm -hmm. little bit. Mm -hmm. Little just Somehow you just look like you've glowed up or you're refreshed or no one can pinpoint what you did outside of the industry, you know? Yeah. And And that's a good, that's like a good rule of thumb. Like a little goes a long way, especially because you're in the industry. Like every Mm -hmm. single day, like you see girls, you see people that, are wanting to do the most extreme and the most like minute little tweaks. And I'm sure that you see it more than anyone else that it's like less is more sometimes. Right. Um, People seem to get it when I talk about like boobs, like if you get your boobs done, say you have like a B cup, it's not even like you're super flat. You have some boobs, but you want to go a little bit bigger. Getting a a fuller C or a small D is not a huge change. A lot of people in your life are not going to notice, but you are. And the way that you feel, you're going to notice. And maybe in a swimsuit, they'll notice. But like, 
it's not like this crazy, like she went from nothing to like Dolly Parton, yeah. but they seem to think that's what surgery is. But then on the reverse, like I was posting about Heather defect. Um, she let me post about her journey, getting a skinny BBL. And then eventually she also got etched abs. She went from not really having a butt to having like a butt that she felt really good about it was like rounded. It was lifted. And now she like has a butt. It's not big. I'm sure people in her life didn't really notice, but she noticed mm -hmm. so many people were like, what is even the point? Why would she even do that? If she was only going to do that. And I'm like, that's the point of most surgeries. It's just mm -hmm. to go from not really there. to something's there now. Something's there, you know? And it's like for you, you know, it's not right. for other people. You're like, this is going to make me feel more confident at the end of the day. And I think that's important to remember too. Agreed. And time too. Mm -hmm. Like, I love what you said about your nose where it's like, Sometimes the stage you're at in your life, the things that you see, whether that be your physical reality or what you see on social media, sometimes those are the governing forces for you even having an insecurity to begin with. And if you were born in like a different culture or a different state or a different family or whatever, like you may, that may never cross your mind. Like right. literally ever, like you may never think of that as an insecurity, but because of like, where you live, the people you're around, the people you date, the people, whatever, you have this idea that this is either good or bad. And sometimes I think it's nice to just wait these things out and you really deliberate, like, why is it that I want this? Like, why is this important to me? And why do I even have this belief to begin with? Like, where did this insecurity come from? Right. I 100% agree. I will say I do not regret my nose job. I love it. If anything, I get comments now, like talking about my nose being like big and that I need a nose job. Like when people are really mad on my social media and I'm like, that's hilarious. I already did it. And any smaller would look very strange on my face. So no, thank you. Yeah. I absolutely do not regret that. And that was something that I wanted. Like literally I didn't realize that my nose was different or weird until middle school where everyone realizes everything that you hate about yourself because that's what everyone uses mm -hmm. to talk shit about you right in in middle school but it was something that like other things that I didn't feel good about with time even in high school and whatever I was like no like who cares that this is what this looks like but my nose always bothered me so I fixed it a little bit just changed a little here or there and I'm super happy with where it is now. So now when people say things like literally on my page and they're like, you know, whatever about my nose, I'm like, I'm, I, I like where my nose is right now. It fits yeah. my face. Thank you so much for trying though. You're like, I love me exactly as I yes. am. Thank you. But no there problem. are other things I want done, but that's not it. Thank you. <laughs> You're like jokes on you. You picked one of the features that I love about myself. Thank you right. very much. <laughs> And I guess, so we love to ask this question on the podcast. So we started this because all the stuff that we're learning or have learned now, we wish we knew sooner. So if you could give our listeners something that you wish you knew sooner, it could be about anything in life, what would it be? Oh, uh, well, since we're just on about like surgeries and things, um, what I wish that I learned sooner was that a lot of people, even people in your everyday life, have, you know, they're getting something done or they're insecure about something. And it's really important to remember that the things that you're the most upset about or the things that you feel like is so different, most people are not concerned about that. So 
I know that sounds like really vague. So I'll give you an example. Working in nutrition and dietetics, I would have people who didn't want to go to the gym because they felt like they didn't belong because they felt like they were too big or seemed not athletic enough or whatever. And they're like, I know everyone's going to be looking at me and saying that I don't belong there. And my response was no, because they're feeling the same way. They could literally have it be the one person in the gym with a six pack and they are concerned with how they look, what their form is like. Are people looking at them? Like everyone is so like worried about themselves. So don't worry about what your nose looks like or what, um, if you feel like you are accepted at the gym or if you feel like, I don't, I don't even know any of the other examples, but that everyone else is concerned about themselves and they're not really that worried or paying that much attention to your perceived flaws. And so don't worry about it. If it's something you want to fix, cool, be empowered to do so. But just know that no one is just sitting there like, like just paying attention to your flaws and like taking notes and like talking about it. It's, it's not that serious. And I know it feels that way when you have an insecurity, but it's not. And that's something that I didn't know until, until growing up really. I love that. It's just that little friendly reminder that like everyone has insecurities. Don't stress it so much. Yes. Everyone is worried about themselves. They're worried about what you think about them more than they're worried about what they're thinking about you. So just, it's not that serious. It's true. And you are your own worst critic, I swear. So that's awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much. Like, I think that you brought such light and such perspective to the industry, why you should do something, why you shouldn't. And then also just that reiteration that like so much of the media and so much of the things that we see is touched and edited and tweaked. And I think that it's such a beautiful message. And like I said, I'll continue to send your page to my friends because I think that they love it. I think that they see things in those posts that they see in themselves. And it slowly but surely like helps them accept exactly what you said at the end that like everybody has flaws and most people are probably not looking at yours. And um, it also is helpful just to see people who have the same things going on. Like I think I posted when I was talking about like the new skins ad that um, Tyra Banks has a body more similar to me. Like I have like an athletic, like pretty straight body. Like I have a butt, I have boobs, but waist is like, kind of like at my skinniest, smallest, no belly fat at all, was just kind of straight, didn't really have hips. And that's how Tyra's body is too, just like very athletic and straight. And so for them to edit her, this very curvy, like hourglass figure, it's like, that's one one of the few supermodels that are like currently still, like currently out there that has a body like me, that has boobs and a butt, but like straight. And so it's just like that whole representation that they take away from you. And it makes you, if you don't know that that's not what Tyra looks like, you're like, oh, no one looks like me. What's Mm -hmm. wrong with me that I don't look like any of these people who are considered beautiful. But when you do know, you're like, so what's wrong with my body that I can't be wearing skins in an ad? Like, what's wrong with me? You know, so it's just really unfortunate. That's a good reminder too, though. Like even the people that have, an ideal, beautiful, healthy body that looks like you, there are still situations where that's going to be edited and you're not going to see it for face value. But if you saw this person walk in the streets, you'd be like, whoa, they got a banging body. Yeah, And it's something that represents you. But just like you said, because what we see in the media, it 
it completely takes away that perspective. And right. It's a good reminder. It's like, if we all look the same, it life wouldn't be interesting or great. Like it, that's what makes everyone so beautiful because everyone's so different. Okay. I love well, that, Jay. On. You're literally the best in a breath of fresh air because I think way more people need to hear it and see it. So we appreciate yeah. it. And that's really like when people are talking about inclusivity and representation, like, yes, representation for different races, representation for all genders, representation for all body types is great for a social thing, but also just like for beauty, just like to be interesting for us to have other options and for everyone to feel validated. It's not it's not as political as people are making it out to be. It is literally don't you want to see yourself out there? Yeah, that's what it is. That's all representation is. I love it. Thank you so much for being on. Like oh, yeah. Jason, this is like a breath of fresh air. It was so <laughs> nice. And we'll definitely link all your social media because I'm sure anybody definitely. listening is going to want to check out your page. Thank you. Have you heard? Because we did. And we can't keep it on the DL.